Be brave enough to fight off despair. If you're a Gundam pilot, a new type, you can do it. Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every other week we come to you with Gundam Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. This week we are coming to you with Double Zeta episodes 9 and 10. This week we have with us Scotty P. Hamahama. <laughs> and Luke. Yeah, I'm a Hama. <laughs> Scotty sent us a link to to the Hama Hama River. I was like, oh man, I'm I'm, I'm pumped to look at this link, and I like click on it. It's like Hama Hama is a river in Seattle. The end. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I'm questioning everything I ever knew about the, about Double Zeta now. <laughs> I wonder if it's as green as the real Hama Hama. Well, I hope not. <laughs> you know all that fungus and stuff all right so episode nine judo in space judo is in space now all right so as we talk about judo in space the endra launches into space <laughs> um that's not judo <laughs> that's yeah it's definitely not judo um, so now we have parody. We have the Argama who launched at the end of the episode into space, and uh, now the Endra is in space. Yeah, the Argama's hanging out in uh, in a big asteroid field right now, right? Yep. So uh, it starts off. Rue is kind of flying around in her little core fighter. She she, she apparently doesn't know where the fuck the Lavian Rose is. Uh, like this this is one of the like sometimes Zeta makes space feel so small. Or Gundam in general, and then the other times it's like, okay, this is more what it would actually be like, looking for like even like a just giant space station out in the middle of nowhere. This is what I think it would be like in practicality, but like other times it's like, oh yeah, you know, uh, we'll talk about at the end of the next episode with somebody floating around in space. Oh yeah, somebody will pick her up. <laughs> yeah, it's it seems that most of the time they just skip the here are the uh, empty weeks of nothing happened as they flew through space and we just skip that stuff yeah and so that's why you can have zeta gundam the series take almost a full calendar year's worth of time for events that don't take nearly that long because the vast majority of it is just you wouldn't want to watch or pay attention to yeah yep so yeah um so she is flying around, and it, it's like I don't. It's not just asteroids. I think it's a debris field as well. Um, but yeah, so she's flying around looking for the Lavian Rose, and Bright is getting very annoyed with the whole situation, how long it's taking, and the the bridge crew is so. Uh, uh, Beecha and Mondo are kind of just like fucking around on the bridge, and you hear uh, Mondo listening to the Double Zeta theme song, which is kind of funny. This is another one of those things we were talking about, about like how, you know, you get the Bandai logos every once in a while and then you get the, the intro song. I think that's a nice little fun touch. Um, Bright order, orders the Argama to start searching for the Lavian Rose because he's kind of given up on, uh, on, on Rue, like finding the thing. He's like, I know you're fucking lost. Yeah, I was gonna say, she's like lost as shit and uh, I don't think she wants to admit it uh it's it's she clearly is though yeah and and to be fair the argument knows that the endra is you know in pursuit so why hang out in one spot when you need to be heading away from the colony anyway right um and then we get to see another little thing i think is really interesting that we've touched on in the past but we don't get a, a ton of insight into until now is the the dummy asteroids so like shinta and kum are kind of playing around with the, these dummy asteroids um and they're talking about them and they're playing with them like balloons and then they go down to the uh gundam hangar and we see that how they make a whole bunch of this fake stuff so like you see i'm making like a, a panel of a of a ship but you see him yeah. making scotty i don't know if you have like insight into how that worked they didn't really they kind of glossed over it but it was like 
yeah, look, we can make these giant things. See, look, look at this machine. We press a button, and then shit, debris comes out that explodes into 50 times the size. Like, I'm like, why have they not been using that shit constantly? You know what it, it is? You, you ever get the little dinosaurs that you put in a bowl of water? <laughs> <laughs> in the water. What's well, funny? Flow into. I'm, I'm so confused about how it works too, because like, uh, I think Shinta or one of them grabs one of the rocks, blows air into it, and it expands like a balloon. And then they send it out into the vacuum of space, and it also just expands like a balloon. I'm so confused <laughs> of this shit. It's like super expandable foam. Right? Huh? Yeah. It, a it, like a really fancy air mattress you can <laughs> you can attach a bomb to. I still remember your your air mattress that one time. Like like I, I went to sleep on it and like my my head was in the air, my feet were in the air, and my back was touching the ground and you're like Yeah, that air mattress is dying. <laughs> we 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 have you you may be pleased to know we have since gotten rid of that one. It has gone to the air mattress Valhalla of the uh, city of Raleigh sanitation system. Yeah. It was, it was, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, there, there were times that it, it would work pretty okay, but you're not a very heavy guy. And when, when you couldn't get a night out of it, I was like, we have to get rid of this. Like it's no, it's not okay. <laughs> um, Yep. So they they kind of make fun of Torres too for not using these um, uh, dummy asteroids to protect himself when he was fighting in the Methus, which I don't know how he would have done it on a colony, but whatever. Um, so uh, Beecha gets Eno to sneak away to signal the Indra because they think that they can basically sell the Argama out. Um, and they're basically like, you know, the argument's going to lose anyway. So why don't we just take advantage of this situation and put ourselves out on top financially? We set ourselves up. And then, uh, Fa walks into the room and is like, get the fuck out of here. You yep. should, you're not in the right place. Or like as she's walking in. So, you know, it's basically like, I, I ain't doing this. And then they start to scuffle and, Beecha just gets his finger over to hit whatever the magic send radio thing button is just as soon as Fa enters. Like, oh, we didn't know where we were. We're getting used to the ship. <laughs> yeah. And then we flash over to the Endra where Gauton is like, that signal is suspicious. I don't know if I trust it or not. It could be a trap. And Marshmallow's like, no, 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 no. There's definitely a spy on board because of my efforts to win over the citizenry of Shangri-La. They now trust me so much that they are on board the uh, Indra or on board the Argama trying to sell it out. And then, um, well, that confidence. Yeah. Well, and then he sees Haman cleavage in a flashback. This is a straight up like chaos head level delusion at this point. I don't, this... I myself don't, don't have any clue what Haman even said there because I was like, what the fuck is this? It was just so I, nice. This is like definitely, oh my God, I, I don't think I've ever seen his flashbacks more. To, it, it's just getting worse. It's, it's like he's descending into insanity as we're watching. I mean, you say it's getting worse, but isn't there like a new manga out there now that like is Haman as an office lady? I mean, yeah. Is that is that whole manga like a Mashima like? It's probably like fantasy. It's, it's probably like uh, Mashima wrote some Dojin, and like that's what we got. That's how we got it. <laughs> if if he's not in that as the like hopelessly forever platonic, even though he doesn't want to be coworker, then someone didn't write that correctly. <laughs> um, but yeah, his delusion in this episode ends with him staring at Haman's boobs. Yeah. Yep. He's like flustered in his own fantasy about, about it too, which is funny. Now speaking of Haman's uh giant cleavage, we see the giant green Hamahama. Giants, right. Twenty four meters. It's the best mobile suit ever made, according to him. Great. Yeah. That, there's no way he can lose. We've never heard that before. Yeah, so he he's like, I'm gonna launch in the Hamahama and 
just do this. And then we get just like this weird cultish chant from his crew where they're like, they basically convince him to like, let him, let them assist him. Um, and even and I don't, what's that? And even weirded Mashima out. He was like, what the, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, I think he, he was taken aback, and I was like, how much of this is the crew just learning how to, like, play him now versus, versus actually being a cultish crew? Um, I I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit of both. Well, we find out shortly, and I, and I won't jump too far ahead, but they're all rookie pilots. They've never, like, maybe not all of them, but the majority of them, at least, are all, like, first-time pilots and have never been out before. So I don't know if it's them, like, learning how to manipulate them or... Like maybe these, maybe they're manipulating him to be able to go out into combat for the first time. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to spoil stuff later in this show because, as I said, a few of our episodes ago, not as many people have seen this, and I am more confident that this may have people listening to the podcast that have not watched this show in full before, or maybe watching it for the first time. So I could speculate on that, but I'm not going to. Um, I will say that it's worth mentioning that the Hamahama has a quasi-Saikamu system, which is meant for non-new types, Hiroshima, hmm. right? To be able to do a like wire-guided all-range attack, like the ones that you see on older new type systems, like the Brow Bro, hmm. right? Um, stuff like that, not. They know that you're not going to be able to use bits for an all-range attack with a non-new type, but they figure, hey, we could do the wire-guided thing. And so it's yeah. got... Basically, it's only armaments are those two wire-guided claw things that each have little beam guns on the end of them. And then, like, a, you know, saber. Uh, so, yeah, it's... Uh, the Hamahama being there tells you right there that Mashima is not a new type. Yep. So they run into Ruluka and stop her. So it, so yeah, Hamahama and all all of his crew launches, and they run into uh, Ru as she's like flying around the asteroid, which is weird, right? So I would assume they leave the leave Colony One, and they're flying away from Colony One. She's flying around in an asteroid. I I would assume she's also flying away since the Lavian Rose would be coming towards them. But then she runs into the Endra who should have launched after her. Space is big and Rue is lost. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's just kind of flying in circles, looking like she's she's meandering about in this asteroid field and doesn't know where the fuck she's going. Yeah. And so she... we, do, we do need to mention here, there is this scene right before here where there is a... a random gaza sea pilot that's this blonde guy he's really happy to be out flying in this mobile suit on an operation and he almost runs into the back of the hamahama he's so excited yeah yeah he's he he is shortly to be named for the first time but yeah he he very much looks like a, a virgin uh, <laughs> i that's the only way i know how to describe the way they like make him look and talk in that thing um <laughs> He's he's just a young eighteen year old fresh fresh. That's uh, nah. He can't be eighteen. That's too old for this show. Eighteen, he's, he's, he'd have a beard yeah. and be middle aged. <laughs> he, he, he was he was born in 0071. It's a Shar and Garma's love child. Sharma. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you're gonna tell me that this guy is as old as. Bright was when we met him in 0079. I think they realized that it doesn't make sense to have 13-year-olds piloting warships. <laughs> uh, Alright. Maybe, maybe they didn't figure it out, but you know. They were trying. The producers want them to make the characters young so they can sell toys to kids. Because when you're 8 years old and want a toy robot, the 16-year-olds you know look like they are grown men. So, she, Rude Luca gets um, caught up by by the team Hamahama, and um, she tells them that she is lost in space. And then uh, 
they Mark? they ask her they surround her and they start asking her what ship are you from um and she's like oh i'm not from a ship i'm from a does she say she's from a colony yeah she said she was like she had launched out and it was like being like she, a test pilot or something like she that was training they were training her to yeah pilot. um uh just, they were training her pilot pilot and then she's like trying to find her way back and she got lost yeah she was a new recruit from Colony 15. They just put me in this plane and I got lost. <laughs> Poor old me. Um, yep. So then Marshima says, Glimmy Toto, go back and escort her to the Endra. And it's weird because every time Marshima like, addresses Glimmy, he says, Glimmy Toto. Like it's his first name. Well, you have to know, unlike Vien and Wyme from the previous episode or two episodes ago, Unlike the the Gaza Storm team members who only got a, they got one name. Yeah, he has a a name and a family name. Yeah, so, he's a real dude. Yeah, he must be a character to remember. <laughs> and I, I I actually, sorry, Ed Scotty. When they when he first almost ran to the back of the Hamahama, I legit forgot that's who that was right there. I did too at first, and then when he starts saying. Glummy Toto, Glummy Toto, Glummy Toto. <laughs> right here we go. Is he a Gaza C guy or not? Or a Gaza D guy or not? <laughs> um, yeah, so he gets told to escort her back to the Endra, and it's very clear he very quickly uh, falls in love with her. Well, so one thing that I noted about this that I really found interesting was he's like, Mashma, no, I don't want to do that. This is my first time out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like my first mission, my first time out. And this is like, for a rookie pilot, this is like a birthday. It's like it's super important. And he's like, he's like, damn it, Glimmy, you you take her back now. He said it nicer than that, but basically. Um, and then he's like, God, why is Mashma always falling for all the ladies? And then like he like I don't know, does he see her? Does he look at her? It seemed like he looked at her and was like, Oh yeah. no, 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 I get it, I get it, let's go. Yeah, he like sees her through through the cockpit or something. They like briefly talk. I think he makes like an internal comment of like, I can't believe there's the kind of woman that you can fall in love with at first sight yeah. out here, something like that. And he falls in love with her at first sight. Yeah. Yep. So Eno goes to confess to Bright uh, back on the Argama. Uh, but before he can actually tell Bright what's going on, the Ender suits uh, are detected. Then he goes and tries to tell Judo. And Judo's like, nah, dude, I'm busy. I'm trying to launch in this Zeta. And he, like, actually pushes him out of the Zeta hatch. <laughs> He's like, well, damn it. <laughs> so he goes off to go to try to tell somebody else. Um, oh, and he's, he's like, go put a normal suit on before you die, you idiot. That's why yeah. he's pushing him. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just, like, the whole, it's the oh, whole, yeah. he's trying to tell people, but it's, like, just not the right time. And he just keeps getting pushed away. We kind of we kind of did gloss over that, didn't we? He's been running around like trying to tell really anyone who will listen, like anyone important who will listen about this. Like he wants to be like, "Hey guys, these dudes are going to have to screw you over." Yeah, he he very clearly when they first did it was not like completely on board, um, but now he's definitely not on board. Um, and yeah, trying to he, like he hesitated a bit, and then he kind of was like, "Guys, I just I can't betray these people. Like I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that to these people." They're like, but they're gonna lose anyway, and you're gonna. So they they were like, kind of goading him on, but he just wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. It, and this is just one of those. It, this is kind of out of nowhere, but is this just some Japanese politeness thing? Because it seems to be mostly an anime where there's this thing where someone has something important to say, and if they can't get in to say it at this perfect time and a situation or conversation. It remains unsaid, whereas a lot of other things, like if you watched, you could just imagine this being a, an action movie or something, and Eno would yell this to Judo as he was being pushed away. Like, Beach, you got the comms or something, you know? I don't, I don't it's strange. It, it seems to be anime that this happens well, more than other things. I don't know if it's that or if he's like, does it matter? Is it, like, is it is it that immediate of a thing? thing because like he realized i think you know i guess the other part would be like he realizes they're getting ready to go in a battle and i don't think he would think that they, they would actually like sabotage the argama so it's like all right yeah i want to tell them but 
shit, everybody's busy now. Well, I, I kind of was thinking it was a little bit of, um, sorry, my alarm went off. Uh, it was a little bit of uh, him being kind of hesitant because he's got to betray somebody in order to say something or not say yeah. something. Either way, he's, so he's conflicted, a little bit of that. Uh, and there were some instances where he legitimately just kind of couldn't. Like when he tried to tell Judo, and Judo was like, go put a suit on and shoved him. He like flew down the hallway and couldn't like, couldn't stop before Judo was gone. So like he lit, like he physically wasn't able to tell him at that point. Yeah, and he kind of went to the wrong people, right? Like you go to Bright. Bright's getting ready to you know control the ship. Like what's Bright gonna do? It's gonna distract him from the battle. You go to Judo. Judo's getting ready to fight in a battle. Like what's he gonna do? Like not fight and go track him down? Like the the right person for him to have gone to would have been like L or Fa. So he also just had bad judgment again. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, so Bright uh, tells Astonage to uh, flatter Judo to get him to pilot the Zeta because even though he's in the Zeta, he's kind of like acting like a brat, like he's not going to fight. Well, no, no, I don't, I don't agree with that because he hops into the Zeta and then he's like, um, "All right, who's going out?" And then they're like, "I don't know." And he's like, "Am I the only one going out?" And they're like, "I don't know." And they're like. He's like, wait, so you're sitting out alone? They're like, I don't know. And he's like, I'm not going out. Well, and, and doesn't he ask like, how many enemies are there? And they oh, say, oh yeah, they're, they're like, we don't know. Yeah, or at least five, or I don't know. But he's basically saying, yeah, yeah. fuck this. Yeah. So yeah, Bright tells Astonage to flatter him, um, and so Astonage goes to flatter him, tells him, you know, how good of a pilot he is he's a new type all this stuff and judo's like uh yeah that's not yeah thanks for flattering me but no thanks and then he's like uh don't forget that your friends and your family are on this ship he's like good point <laughs> yep. yeah so uh it's funny because like judo is actually one of the more again we've, we've mentioned this before he's one of the more reasonable characters to like listen to because it's it's like okay flatter me or we'll get you somewhere but Kind of giving you, like, the TLDR, like, you don't fight, we're probably going to die, and that includes your sister, bro. <laughs> One thing I really liked was when they were trying to convince him to go out, they were like, uh, listen, you've flown the Zeta longer than anybody. You're even better than Fa. <laughs> like, that's not <laughs> yeah, Judo, yeah, Judo's back on the comm, like, wow, okay, that was harsh. <laughs> I wonder if Fa heard it. Um... Right, yeah. Holly pulled her aside and was like, you know, just so you know, I told him that he was better than you, and I want you to know that. <laughs> and Fa would probably go, well, I did make him lunch. I think you're right. What, what was it? It was an episode in Zeta where there was, where um, Bright was like, I don't I don't want her to launch or she'll die or something like that. And, I, and, then, and then like two seconds later, he's like, all right, Fa, you can launch. <laughs> and it was just very much like, ah, he doesn't care anymore. Um, yep. So judo launches, but he forgets his weapons energy pack. So he's basically got like a shot or two out of his beam rifle, like charged in there. Yeah. Now we have another appearance from ESPN space battle network where we have, after he launches in the Zeta, Lena, Shinta and Coom are able to watch the Zeta fly into battle from inside the ship. And they've got a nice side angle on it. <laughs> that reminds me of like the star Trek bridge. Or, like, the bar, where they have, like, the whole wall that's just kind of, like, see-through, and they can just randomly see things around in space. But, yeah. Um, so, Judo runs in... As big of a nerd as I am, you said Star Trek, and I went, huh? <laughs> that might as well have been something that happened in Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Come on, man. I grew up on Star Trek, and then uh, after that was X-Files. Uh, all right, so Judo runs into the Hamahama Company. Uh, that's just what I'm calling them. They don't have a real name. but uh, And he starts firing, and then, because he doesn't have that energy back, he is out of juice. Um, and then he runs away thinking he can use some dummy asteroids. So he starts basically like flying and retreat uh, and launching some asteroids out of his suit. I don't know if you said this, but uh, he not only... He tries to fire with his uh, rifle, runs out, 
And then says, oh, no, I forgot my thing. And then she chucks the rifle. <laughs> no, I didn't mention the chucking the rifle. And, like, yeah, Glimmy's, or not Glimmy, uh, Marshman is basically, like, cuts it in half. And it's like, why the fuck is he doing that? <laughs> why did he throw his rifle? <laughs> um, but is this where, um, I'm trying to read here and see if this is. No, I think this is the, that's the next episode. Something happens so I wanted to point out. So move along. Yep. So Glimmy, we're back to Glimmy, and he's checking out Rude's core fighter on the Indra. And he's like, it is in fine shape, my friend. It's it's working just fine. Your, your, your shit's not broken. This was a really good scene because he not only says this, this is in great order. He's like, everything's working. She's like, oh, really? He's like, this is like this is a really good ship. It's got great engines for something so small. And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess. And then he's like, it's also got machine guns. And she's like, oh, I think they're just for show. He's like, no, they definitely work. And she's like, oh, they shoot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, this is this looks like something the AUG would have. And she, then she's like, oh, oh, shit. Uh, uh, wah! <laughs> she starts crying to distract him. And says, I just, I just want to go home. I just, like, I, I don't want to be here. I want to go home. Help me, Glimmy. <laughs> no, sorry. You, Help me, Glimmy Toto. <laughs> you're not... You do not want to mess with those Anaheim bitches, man. <laughs> yeah, so um, back to the the Gaza Seas, because these are still Gaza Seas at this point, right? Yep. Um, the Gaza Seas can't tell the difference between the fake and the real asteroids that, that Judo's been launching. Um, I think at first, like, he had launched a whole bunch of fake asteroids, and as they went further and further, he started, like, interspersing them with, like, real space debris and things along well, those lines yeah he was flying through like an asteroid and, de and debris field dispersed like like throwing them out and then as he got deeper in he was it was more actual debris so yeah was just like kind of flying around like these are obviously fake and as they're crashing he's like you guys can't tell the difference what's wrong with you <laughs> really yeah. are rookie pilots yeah he takes out three suits just by doing that and i think he i think he originally launched with five suits so he's down to just him and one other guy right now well yeah and well judo um makes a comment about he's like i saw three flashes that means there's less and then um only mashima comes out and he's like wait my count is, my, that, that doesn't match my yeah. count oh that's right he counted glimmy originally too yeah um so glimmy is speaking of which is taking rue out he's picks up her core fighter with her in there because he's trying to be a gentleman to his new newly found love um and he sees the zeta um and uh flees from the zeta this guy's giving me a look like i'm missing something well the saru sees the zeta sorry and she's like she hey, sees it. i'm i'm saved okay bye and kicks that core fighter into gear Flies around the Gaza Sea and uses those little machine guns on its back. <laughs> well, she, she actually threw it in reverse, uh, right? So she like backed out and then shot him in the back and then flew yeah. and did a lap. And then she stopped, She comes back and she's like, hey, are you all right? And he's like, why are you asking if I'm all right? You oh. just shot me. And then it's just like, I just wanted to make sure I didn't hurt you. She's like, huh? <laughs> The way the way they animate it too. I, say what you want about sometimes using a comedic style. It, damn, did it work here? Like you yeah. got this little core fighters like pew pew, bye. I I will say I think as far as like comedic but good characters go, Rue is actually pretty well done most of the time. Sometimes she's a little bit too much, but she's pretty well done um yeah look girls like that in real life it's the same way most <laughs> of the time okay all good all good especially when they're pretty sometimes though you're like okay got to dial that shit back <laughs> dial it back yep so the we, we see the hamahama using the arms that scotty had mentioned earlier it's extractable or it's it's goofy extendable arms um, and then the Zeta kind of slaps him away or just kind of deflects him, doesn't really do much damage. And, um, Zeta hits the Hamahama and Marshima runs because 
he doesn't have a normal suit on. He's like, damn it, I should have put should have put on a normal suit. Um, but yeah, so Zeta kind of savors it and flies out, and uh, we see Judo yelling at Rue because she didn't do more to help him. Yeah, so there's a there's another moment in there that I think is interesting because when uh, Rue first comes back after shooting at the Gaza Sea, um, and then flies off again. Glemmy sees Mashima going after the core fighter and he like yells, I don't know if it was on comms or just into the ether for whoever to hear it saying to be careful because Mashima's after her. Glemmy is saying this and mm-hmm. then he does this thing where he's like with his hands and he says something about, Oh, I, I have to be careful i almost forgot about the the destiny i chose to bear it's this like foreshadowing thing and um it makes me wonder though if this was just general character building based on what we heard earlier in the episode about how he wants to be this great pilot and he was worried about his allegiances being tested um or if this is a point where we can say oh this is where they wrote char out of this show I see that yeah we i mean no one no one would know if you ask tomino he would probably even if he remembers the answer give you a fake one so <laughs> yeah yeah so um judo and rue kind of argue with each other for a while and judo tells bright about the infiltrator because he, he says basically somebody has marshmallow basically said like somebody was selling him out on on the argument um and then, but Rue kind of like comes in and like basically says, oh, you're listening to the enemy. You're stupid to listen to the enemy. He's just trying to like sow, you know, basically confusion among your ranks. Um, so they just drop it. <laughs> and uh, then they head towards the Levian Rose. And that's uh, episode nine. Yeah. That, that that argument back and forth was really weird, I thought. But, yeah. It was lighthearted. Yeah. It's it's a couple it, of teenagers. It reminded yeah. me of... It started to remind me of, like, the old Camille and Fa battles, but not as quite, quite as, like, angsty. It was more horny than angsty. Yeah. I mean, you know, we don't have... Uh, the weaponized lolly character has not been introduced for judo to fall for yet so um not yet no double zeta episode 10 sayonara fa so you, you know how you know fa doesn't die in this episode because if she did it would have been just called fa dies or something like that <laughs> the death of fa but i will admit the first time i watched this series in episodes nine nine's preview came up I was like, well, gee, thanks. I didn't know that. <laughs> the death of Fa. Um, Fog yep. shot in the neck. Yeah. So we're going to spoil something. Fa doesn't die in this episode. <laughs> nope. um, so Fa worries about staying on the Argama without Camille uh, as they kind of float around in space. Um, she's just kind of stressed out. She, she feels like she needs to take care of him. Like she has been, um, and it, it, it weigh, weighs heavy on her. Um, we learned that the Methus and the Zeta are still in pretty bad shape. Uh, the Methus is basically still just half of the Methus. Um, and the Zeta is just kind of beat up because they really haven't had the time to do much in the way of repairs. And they've mentioned since the beginning of double Zeta, that they're short on mechanics. I was going to say, um, she asks the, the guy working in there, like the mechanic in there, she's like, hey, aren't you going to fix up the methods? And he's like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> Basically have to rebuild he, a whole half of it. He says something along the lines, he's like, it'll still fly if you needed to. It's got jetpacks. It's basically like, it's it's basically like a smaller Xeong, right? I mean, think about how many times that thing got the shit kicked out of it during Zeta. And couple episodes later oh there it is yeah we had a whole other half of it <laughs> now there this is how you know the situation is desperate still for the argama they can't put the methus back together and they've <laughs> done this 
14 times already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Rue argues with Judo um, <laughs> about pissing in her normal suit. <laughs> Basically, she's like, I had to go. He's like looking for her and she's like, I had to go to the bathroom. He's like, can't you do that in your normal suit? It's functions of the normal suit that we all didn't know about. You don't even get a good solution to this problem that you didn't know existed until G-Reco. <laughs> where they just put a fucking toilet in the cockpit. <laughs> I mean, might as well. It's more convenient. So, uh, we learned that Rue is going to pick up a new suit for the Argama from the and Rose. Um, and then there is a brief argument between Fa and Rue about who is cuter. Basically. <laughs> yeah, I think you get, you hit the nail on the head there. This is, this is Fa going, wait a minute. There's another pretty girl on the Argama, so I know what's happening here. Let's be fair to Fa. Think of the women that were on the Argama before. You've got, um, let's see, you've got Char's Damaged Goods. You got crazy cyber new type number one, crazy cyber new type number two, all the way up to four. I don't think four was ever on the ship, but um, the only one that was like okay, it was Emma. Yeah, and she's dead. Yep, <laughs> she's space dust. Um, so yeah, I mean, Fa is basically like, hey, look, there's another pretty girl on this ship, so she needs to leave. Don't you have something to do? Go. <laughs> yeah um so the argument transmits more signals to the indra so apparently Eno never um you know in in the, in the intervening time between here he never thought to resume his conversation with anybody so mondo and bicha um tackle Eno after they s- s- transmitted more of these signals to prevent him from telling anybody because he basically catches them and is like ah fuck it i'm telling um, and then they, they tie him up and send more signals. Um, so Marshma think we get head back over to the Endra and Marshma is talking about how he thinks he, um, is supposed to establish a base on Shangri-La, um, like a beachhead basically, or I don't know, whatever, some, like a main base to start cultivating influence in the earth sphere. And we meet a new woman, um, who is telling him, who's feeding him this whole story, basically. She she is uh, crazy, crazy 80s punk rock, dual-colored hair. Uh, I think... God, it's like someone watched heavy metal and was like, we gotta put her in, uh, we gotta put this in Gundam. It is yeah. Jim and all the holograms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, she, I mean, if, if she stole uh, Rue's suit, it would look perfect on her. Um, but yeah, so she starts basically humping Marshima and fondling his rose and all this sort of stuff. That's the last straw, though. She she touches the tip of his rose and he jumps up. Yeah. Like, Lady Haman's the only one for me. Yeah. What are you doing? He does have um, to get himself out of it a few times. Yeah. It's like, he's slowly getting drawn in, and he's like, oh, no, I can't, I can't do it. Um, And then uh, Gotham walks in and reports that new signals have been received, and he offers to go meet the spy. Uh, To which we learn this lady's name. Her name is Chara Soon, and she starts flirting with Gotham, too. So... Did did they explain why she was there yet? No. At this really. point. They they hinted that she was there for oversight or something from Haman, but they didn't they haven't they never really spelled it out at this point. Right, because she's telling Mashima all that stuff about if you don't establish a fortress at side one, you're going to be demoted. But that's not officially said yet. Then she gets all flirty with them. And then you get more of an idea of this after she's being flirty with Gotten. Mashima is saying, hey, you watch me defeat the Argama, and that will fix that nasty attitude of yours. Yeah. And then she show, pulls back and shows that she taped like just that line out of context. Mm. 
And yeah. she says, I'll put this in my report to Haman. And that kind of diffuses everything and Mashima and Gotten leave. But when you take just that out of context, she could say he was talking about you, Haman. <laughs> and that's why Mashima's like, damn it, okay, fine. He's like super bummed. Yep. Yeah. So, um, Fa begins getting angsty. This is Fa kind of reverting back to her Zeta mode, uh, where she is just nagging everybody about working harder, doing different things. Uh, basically, the way she used to go off on Camille and everybody uh, when she was in Zeta. Um, yeah, running around, like, looking to yell at people, right? Yeah. She's like, she starts yelling at, um, who is it? Um, Lena L or something like that, who then blame it on Beecha and the yeah. other dude. And it's just like a big circle jerk of, uh, of her going around and yelling at people. Yeah. Um, and then L's like, oh, yeah, Eno is missing. I'm going to go look for him and runs off to get away from Fa, who is just kind of driving her nuts. Well, so what you have is, uh, Fa, so Lena and L are going, hey, where, what do we do with these lunches? We don't know where to put them because we can't find Beecha and Mondo and, and Eno. And Fa's like, who cares if they're slacking off? And Lena, being Judo's sister, has a lot of his personality as well. Or, excuse me, they have a lot of shared personality traits, I think is the better way to say that. And she talks back. She's like, Eno isn't one that's known for goofing off. Like, something's up. And Fa basically says, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean. Why are you talking back? Puts them on laundry duty. So then they're on laundry duty, and... What I, the only reason I wanted to mention this is that L calls Fa old lady cranky pants while they're doing the laundry. And they're probably like the same age. Oh, yeah, I think they are. I uh, suspect <laughs> L is like 10. If I had to make an educated guess about how old people actually are in this. So yeah, L would be young. Or wait, no, Lena would be. Which one? Oh, man, Lena, no, I've got a, Lena. No, I'm sorry, I'm sister. getting sister. Yeah, Lena's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. 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 Lena would be a few years younger, but L would probably be the same age. Yeah. 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 Yep. Which is fourteen, so, by the way. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, they uh, they keep talking, and then she says, "Oh yeah." If, uh, Lena says, "Bicho Amando miss a meal. It's no big deal." And then thinking about those two, L's like, "Oh wait a minute, I they're up to no good." I'm going to go figure out what's going on. She doesn't say that, but you know that's what she's thinking. Yeah. So that's when she runs out. Yep. So she runs in on them, and she tackles Beecha and Mondo. Um, she asks them what they're doing, um, and she says she'll she'll give them food for it. But right when they're about to talk to her some more, alarms go off because there's more mobile suits detected uh, outside. We, we've got our, our episode battle of the day. <laughs> um, so we see Marshima carrying a, an asteroid in the Hamahama. And we see some other suits. Um, and we see Gauton in the asteroid. So um, Gauton kind of releases, pushes the asteroid out, and it kind of launches towards the Argama. Um Yep, so the Argama starts taking damage at this point, and uh, L doesn't tell Judo anything of use. I'm probably, I'm probably like, lightning on this one, but, like, am I missing something? Well, I, one thing that was interesting when they showed Gotten inside the little flying asteroid thing is he talks about having a dumbass superior can be hazards to your health after all. <laughs> Yeah. And so we, we kind of actually know his feelings now. Yeah. Um, and then, man, there are, this is where this episode starts. Oh, man. It's hard to summarize because scene cut, scene cut, scene cut, yes. scene cut, scene, it, cut, scene cut, scene cut. It bounces a lot here. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, only, for, and, and the thing is, it's, I feel a lot of them are unnecessary here. You could focus on one group for a while longer than they do. Yeah. And then another group a little longer than they do. And then another group a little longer than they do. But instead, it's like, all right, we got Mashima and L and Bicha and Mondo and Judo and the bridge and Gotten. And we're going to like hit all six of them 
some of them multiple times and it hit all six of them again and they're yeah. all like 45 to 60 seconds if even that and I'm like, yeah. oh my god yeah yeah so judo launches in the in the zeta um and l doesn't tell him about anything that she knows and then judo's beam rifle isn't charged up so he can't really shoot it that much um and then we see Beach and mondo are and somehow made it out on top of the argama in normal suits with sniper rifles actually no they don't have sniper rifles they have handguns that they're shooting the fake asteroids with trying well they're trying to yeah, shoot fake right. asteroids they were trying to sabotage the, the the dummy asteroids yeah but they ended up hitting like one at least that had like a, a bomb in it i think they had mentioned at one point oh yeah you can hide a bomb in some of these two and turn them into landmines and so yeah, they shoot they one they were talking about that a couple episodes ago when they introduced the concept of this they were like hey you can catch a bomb to him and uh use them as mines uh and that sounded like something they do a lot of yeah, yeah. so they, they shoot one and it blows up and it actually hurts one of the um the indra's suits yeah so another thing that happened somewhere in there that i just wanted to point out because i also really enjoyed it at some point fa is yelling at l to get into a normal suit and go get on a gun turret or something and L replies back with lay off granny shoot him up <laughs> and i thought that was another excellent uh, fantastic yeah and then uh the other thing here when so getting back to like where we really were in the episode um when zeta's trying to fire at that guy's a c because he's gone out without it charged or whatever it is this time they run they had these little themes through sets of episodes like first it was the hatch and yeah and now it's the beam rifle he can't quite get that going right and they have the zeta they have this really detailed nice like keyframe animation of the hand pulling the trigger on the gun and if you go back and look it's super well done animation by like if it was on a show right now you'd say wow that looks good yeah and then you have a very comedy like clearly kind of quickly drawn thing where the zeta is shaking the gun up and down out of frustration <laughs> and I thought this thing? Was, the, the contrast was just excellent yeah because it's like epic detailed scene of it firing this doesn't work what the hell <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, Bicho and Mondo are blowing up the asteroids. They're trying to kind of assist the Endress suits and get rid of, like, the dummy asteroids every once in a while. They get a one sometime, and they're doing it with handguns. Um, and then Judo engages Agaza C, and then at the same time, Fa launches in the um, legless Methus to... Uh, she's going to try to assist judo and getting his rifle charged up yeah and now when judo starts fighting these gaza seas he has another metal as fuck kill in here uh he grabs one of them picks it up over like the zeta picks it up over its head he shoots its head off with like the wrist i don't know if it's still dummies in there or grenades but either way it shoots the thing's head off which is where the cockpit is by the way um and then he throws the rest of the body of the Gaza Sea into an asteroid and it explodes. Yeah, I think we mentioned this earlier. It's just like these Camille's like kills are just insane. And like, especially when you could compare them to Camille and Amaro's, like how they dealt with like fighting other enemy pilots. It's just kind of like, you know, Camille kills somebody. He's like, oh. I feel his soul being dragged down. Judo kills somebody and is like, all right, next. <laughs> right. I don't know if it's registering for him yet. Like, it, it, there seems to be a little bit of a detachment. Like, it's the survival instinct. He's doing what he's got to do. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's what it's trying to show us. Oh, and by the way, in, in the Gillian scene cuts, I don't think we had mentioned that Gotten has gotten inside of the Argama and L has noticed. Yeah, you... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you jumped a little bit further past me. Because, yeah, gotten board... Yeah, who knows where... Yeah, this, this part is really confusing. <laughs> so, yeah, gotten boards the Argama. L notices that Gotten is on the Argama at this point. And then Judo decapitates the Gaza Sea and throws it into an asteroid. 
Uh, and my my next wrote is he doesn't whine like Camille used to. When he does. <laughs> um, Breath of fresh air, I gotta say. <laughs> so uh, Mashima engages Judo here, and um, there he manages Judo manages to link up with Fa, and they kind of hide behind an asteroid, and he gives Fa the beam rifle to start working on so like they're like actually they actually get out of their suits for a second and do something and then she starts working on the beam rifle yeah well this is this is quite the little scene here when they get out because they're trying to hide from the hamahama and judo's going over there and he's like hey you know why don't instead of doing this crazy thing where we're not even in the mobile suits right now because think about the end of zeta people like to get out of mobile suits a lot didn't it's not always a great idea Mm-mm. and especially like we saw with uh like emma got so in the habit of it it killed her eventually yep. um, and judo seems to know this is pretty damn dangerous and risky and he's like why don't we just get in the escape pods and leave and fa has this like she's hyper focused on this but also is a little bit of a it's not quite like an angry snap at him but it, it is like a yeah. Damn, Fa has seen some shit snap because she says uh, when he suggests that once you get in the Zeta, you've got a duty to defeat the enemy. Otherwise, you will die in space. Yeah. And Judo's face there, you can see it through the normal suit visor. It's kind of like, oh, oh, oh. Yes, ma'am. Hey, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Yep. 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 Get in the Zeta or you will die if you don't defeat the enemy. Um, yep. Yeah, so Fa returns the beam rifle to Judo. Um, and then gets hit in the back by, uh, the Hamahama and kind of just gets sent out f- spiraling into space. Um, and then Judo manages to hit and damage the Hamahama. Uh, but he leaves kind of like the Hamahama flies off and instead of staying with Fa, he's like, I need to go protect the Argama. So he heads off towards the Argama. She tells him to. She does, but he agrees with her and doesn't drag her along. <laughs> so, yeah, we've just mentioned how, how big space is. Now Fa is flo- floating in a debris field in a junked-up mobile suit in huge space. Um, and that <laughs> digression, that reminds me kind of of, like, I think it was the mobile suit Gundam book that they, that something similar happens where like, they're like, I think they're looking for, um, Sela at one point. And they're just talking about how big space was. And like, they just very barely found her, but it, they were like, just like, she's a speck of dust in the sea of black. <laughs> yeah, um, and if the sun isn't at the correct angle at whatever time, you are looking in whatever position you are in it, you know yep yep so um judo has a new type flash at this point uh and he senses something coming from the lavian rose and uh right as he does this we hear rue in her new suit taking out two gaza seas at range we don't see the suit we just see like some not a great look at it just shadows. More like a blob yeah just a hint just a hint of suit um and then gotten unties Eno and he yells for help uh because gotten thought that Eno had been the spy and he was like oh let me help you since you were helping me and then he unties him and you know like no fuck this guy this guy's got me this you know he's <laughs> Zeon guy uh, and then Ellen and the others show up and beat him up and capture him. And then uh, we see Bright allowing Fa. Bright says he's going to allow Fa to float around in space because there's going to be a colony that'll come come by and pick her up, basically. Yeah, something, something I just noticed in my notes that I, I, I think I should have mentioned in the last conversation we had. Bright does at one point, and all of this shit happens so quick it's easy to miss. Yeah. That this needed to re-edit or something that it will never get. But... Uh, Bright does order Caesar to track the Methus. And so they have been keeping 
a bead or whatever on its location. So they okay. generally know where it is. And what Bright is saying is they've been tracking it and it's so close to Shangri-La. And I think he probably had intuitively known she'd want to go back there anyway because Camille is still there. Yeah, um, so he calls Chimatter and lets him know, hey, here's... <laughs> yeah, they he doesn't do he that, does. but... Yeah. It's very easy to imagine he would. Yeah. You know, and... Um, yeah, so they say, yeah, you know, somebody... Somebody <laughs> yeah, but, will pick her up. It, it's very much, though, like... Her floating around in space, and it's like, oh, is she okay here? <laughs> um, yep, so Rue says it's for the best because she needs to take care of Camille anyway, and she needs to be the the female on the, on the Argama that is banging all the dudes. She doesn't say that, but that's the important. Not all of them. <laughs> um, one or two, you know? Yeah. Yep, so um, we see at the, at the end of the episode, Gauton has told Bright that there's a collaborator on board, um, on board the Argama, and then we see another flash. This is like flash after flash after flash, like Sky San, and we see Fa saying goodbye to the Argama as she floats back towards Camille. Yeah, Camille being depicted by, at first, a like shiny light in the distance. And then yeah. eventually she's just shown floating right next to the colony. Yeah. Or at least looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, it's this... This episode wasn't that good. I really liked episode 9, though. This episode could have been good. Yeah. It was like it was trying to simultaneously show everything happening with everybody in real time. And it's it's like the full ADHD experience going on here. You're like, all oh, this is really important. Let me tell you about all of it. Let me tell you about all the details. And it, and it has to be in this exact order. And let me tell you, it's like, whoa. Mesh some of these scenes together instead of them being cut up into 20 pieces. You know, you don't you don't have to make it all continuous by any means. And track two or three things at a time right. with a little bit more focus instead of tracking four or five things. Yeah. And trying to show them as they actually occurred. Yeah, I don't need to see gotten flying up to the ship and getting into it and then later him in the hangar after other things happen and then after we see him in the hangar and l notices him other things happen and then later you come back and l's following him through the hallway like all of that could have been together oh, yeah that could have been a minute and a half of of content yeah yeah so i think the what's going on in episode 10 is just fine it's the piecing together of it is so scattershot it takes away from the experience i bet you someone's recut it someone at some point has recut it try and make it a little bit more less horrible to try and keep track of let's do it you have fun with that no not gonna luke. luke you mentioned it i think you called dibs <laughs> not it <laughs> Fuck. Uh, i'll see you in 2025 <laughs> all right you heard it here first guys uh subscribe to luke's patreon where he will recut episode 10 of double zeta you know uh, what? one I, second at a time <laughs> if, I have, if i have enough uh uh, pay, uh subscribers to my patreon which definitely exists then maybe hey if somebody cuts me a check for ten grand, I'll start on it tomorrow. I was just gonna say, yeah, fifty bucks minimum per month till I get it done in twenty twenty five. There we go. Uh, yeah, so th these two episodes, I think, are are good set pieces for moving forward in the show right now, right? So we we meet Sharasun, we meet uh, Glemmy Toto, and we get rid of Fa. Um, and then, I mean, the next episode title is double, uh, double Zeta. So like, you know what we're getting next episode, right? Which is nice because we, how many episodes did we ha have to wait in Zeta to get the Zeta? It was a lot. something. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause they had the Mark two at the start, but yeah. with double Zeta, most of your protagonist mobile suits are from the previous series and you're looking at, I'm thinking about the timing of all of this. 
I think this show started in, uh, what, March or April of whatever year it came out. And you're coming up on episode 11. You're probably coming up on Golden Week. And you want to... You want the kids to go buy the new thing during their vacation. So uh, I learned this from Transformers. That's why Optimus Prime's upgrades used to come out around Golden Week. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, you, you got that going on. But I think another little cue here is when Bright's attitude changes, like when they're on Shangri-La. You know, because you think about what's really been going on here. You have the climactic events at the end of Zeta. The Argama basically out alone as the only real functioning part of the Ayug fleet left has to go and just survive for like a week and set down for repairs and then goes back out and now they're going to see who's essentially their arms dealer in Anaheim. And you can tell in you know, Bright is noted realizes they're being still being pursued by Neo Zeon. But now that they're back out in space and he knows they are about to be resupplied and things, it's like his attitude has shifted to from the more relaxed, oh, yeah, we can give this maybe new type kid a go on Shangri-La to shit's getting real now. And he's more, you can tell he's more uh, uppity is the only word coming to mind. But he's, he's yeah. not as chill as he was at the start. And not only that, like, he doesn't have any pilots anymore. Like, I mean, especially now that he's lost uh, a Fa. I mean, I guess he gets Rue here. But, um, you know, before Rue came on, they he had Fa. And Torres and Astonage, kind of, who yes, didn't really have any experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, and very clearly they were they weren't even good against, you know, the Endra pilots who were all green, but you know, it's he's he's kind of uh, and he doesn't really have any suits left, right? He has the Methus and the and the Zeta. He doesn't even have like some of the suits that they used to be able to launch like towards the end of the series where they would launch like you know a bunch of just junk like Nemos or something or Nemos. Yeah, and I'm just thinking of like the long term tactical mistake by Haman here to not keep taking the argument seriously because really what's happened is at the end of that battle, she's like, okay, there's that one damn ship left yeah. with half a mobile suit or something. We've destroyed the Titans, you know, the AU again, there's the one damn ship left. And Mashima, go take care of that instead of continuing to focus up. Do you even do you think she knew early on though that where the Argama was? Because I don't think she sent Marshima to deal with the end or with the Argama. I think she sent Marshima out as kind of like a again a seeding mission to like get more recruits. Yeah, I don't remember if the show covers that. It might. They might talk about that. I don't remember. Um, and and maybe Shara soon getting back to her is how she finds out. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not positive, but I just feel like the with the way that battle plays out at the end of Zeta, they they would have had they would have known where the Argama was and been able to follow it if they really tried, right? You know, and but clearly Haman was kind of overconfident here a, a bit, I think, and not just keeping the pressure on to take out one more ship. Yeah, I mean, and she also lost a lot of her fleet in that battle too. Right, yeah, which is what it shows us, and that's why they get the hell out. And they they were, I think, more focused on the Titans anyway. Yeah. And because the AU was kind of ragtag when it was mostly decimated, they said, oh, okay, well, yeah. Char's dead. Who who cares? The AU's uh, headless now. <laughs> is what she was probably thinking, right? Yep, probably. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. All right, you guys got anything else for this episode? Not really. We saw half of a new mobile suit, which was fun. The shadow of half of a new mobile suit. Yeah, because yeah, I think at the very end they're also like, hey, "Is that a, is that a new core fighter?" And she's like, "No, it's not." <laughs> we'll talk about it next episode. <laughs> I'm gonna go get on my nicest cocktail dress and get some champagne or something and give Mashima orders. Don't forget to stroke his rose. 
Apparently, if you touch the tip of it, he'll jump. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll check you again in two weeks. Uh, until then, check us out on Twitter at NewTypeFlashPod or on our Mope Suit Gundam subreddit post. Thanks, and see you then. Bye.